Welcome, welcome, Offensive Points fans, possums, IDP Army fans, maybe even some First Seed fans. Um, we're not 100% sure who's listening. You're not hearing the smooth, easy voice listening NPR voice of Joe Wiggins right now. He is unfortunately out for some very important stuff, uh, anniversary date with his girlfriend. But anyway, um, here we are. We're, we're here to talk about some football. Uh, we do have our friend uh, Billy here, uh, as always. And then we have our other friend, Kyle. Can't pronounce his last name, but I would try if I could. Krajewski. Get, okay. get it right. It's, He's got it. it. He's got it. It's been like six months, guys. And this would have Sorry, been a great you time. Don't remember what your friends' names are. My bad. A great time for the people don't forget quip but you know here we are it would be it would be great all right we're back super bowl is behind us um josh has a whole thing prepared so we're gonna get to that in a second but first of all kyle how's it going been a few months it's been quite a bit i haven't spoken with you guys here since draft season uh fantasy draft season i should say uh what's up guys it's been things have been going well over here uh how about you guys How'd kyle you can we just man? say that you nailed your we were it was a hot take pod was the last time we had you on and you nailed the hot take of David and Joku tied in eight. We kind of thought you were crazy for it at the time, but you ended up being spot on. Yeah, I if I was able to get escape that uh recording with at least one hot take, I was happy it was at least one of them. Uh <laughs> I maybe... played devil's advocate in that and went against you on Ninjoku because I was not a believer and you you proved me wrong, Kyle, and I really appreciate that. I'm glad I could prove at least you wrong. Yeah, exactly. It was really nice of you. <laughs> I said Davis Mills was going to be a QB one in a 12 team league. So, you know, they're not all winners, you know, it's been, when you're making Sometimes hot you takes. Get spicy. Exactly. That was way too spicy. Got cold real quick. All right, Josh Eagles, unfortunately lost in the Super Bowl. Please let your conspiracy theories fly. Let your hot takes fly. Let, your hatred of probably Juju Smith-Schuster now, fly, like, let it go. What do you got? All right, just let's just get this out of the way because it's all, it's it's coming, and everybody knows it. I think every single person that I've talked to, I can't say I've talked to many Chiefs fans yet. I will have those conversations, unfortunately, coming in the future, but I've talked to Cowboys fans. I've talked to countless other teams of fandom or people who don't even like football who said that this is not how the ending of the Super Bowl should go. You have a Super Bowl that is tied 35 to 35, and you call the most bonehead penalty. Was it a holding? Sure. Was it important enough to call? Absolutely not. This is two games in a row that the Chiefs go on to to win at the end. This is all a conspiracy theory to make Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs the new Patriots. And I 100% and will always stand by this. I liked the Chiefs up until this moment, but then Juju Smith-Schuster goes running his mouth on Twitter and tries to pretend like this wasn't a fucking setup from the get-go. Is a privately owned company. They can do with what they want. They came out with a script. It was a meme, but the script looked way too fucking close for what it should have been. There was no defense. There was this crap field that Hassan Reddick couldn't get off of. I don't know what the fuck the NFL is doing, but I have a feeling that it lost some fans. We all know that the Eagles are one of the most hated teams in football, or I should say fan bases, really, but also teams. 
this was some bullshit. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I agree that chiefs, the Eagles should have played better defense. We were the number two defense in the league. Mahomes should have never dropped that ball and gave it to Nick Bolton. Basically. Uh, there were some mistakes. I cannot deny that there wasn't, but to end the game on a crap defensive hold that was behind the line of scrimmage, not even like past the line of scrimmage. It's it just, it leaves a, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's been a couple days. I've had a chance to like, think this through and whatever. I, I was actually not even like pissed at the time. I was just kind of like, yeah, this, this tracks like, this is what, this is what happens in the NFL, you know, at this point. So I don't know, just had to get that off my chest on air. Wanted everyone to actually know my true feelings. People checked on me like you alive. You okay, buddy. And like, you know, my wife left me, took the dogs with me. I still got the house, <laughs> fortunately, but uh, no, I just, I, it was, it was a shitty end to the game. Like I, if we would have thrown an interception on the last play and that would have been the end of the game, I think I would have felt a little bit better. But the fact that we were denied a chance really was shitty. And I think most people actually agree with me on that one. I think everybody wanted to see this game actually play out. The fact that they could run the clock down for a minute and 45 because of a shitty call at the end of the game just sucks. Those need to be reviewed. We need to have a review on penalties about how this is going to affect the game. Was it catchable? Was he going to make the play? Did it actually affect it? All right, I'm done. That's my soapbox. Kyle, what did you feel about the Super Bowl? I enjoyed it. It was an incredible game. Uh, definitely am not happy that that's how the game ended. Um, well, I'm not here to argue if it's the right call or the wrong call. I think it's one of those things that I feel like referees kind of step in and, and, and take a little bit too much of the game into their own hands. Um, I, sure he was holding, but I also personally don't think the ball was catchable. Uh, I think it didn't, I don't think it impacted the play as much as the penalty kind of made it seem, uh, and to be called that late in the game. Was a little upsetting, but overall, I I had no skin in the game. I was looking forward to an exciting matchup, and that's kind of what I got. And can't complain about the outcome. So I enjoyed it. Fair enough. I mean, it, it's honestly, I agree. I think the ending was the problem. Like honestly, the entire game was a lot of fun, and the fact that it comes down to a guy falling down before the end zone, and then them just kneeling out the clock to kick a field goal is just kind of like a uh well, like that's just like a kind of a bummer into the game. I think the biggest problem with the holding call is like literally there was zero defensive holding calls the entire game until the last minute and then what forty six seconds. Just kind of like, you know, why are we throwing the flag now? If we didn't throw it the rest of the game because there was definitely holds, why throw it now? Like what? But at, at the same time, like the Eagles had plenty of chances to put that game away. I would say if Jalen Hurst didn't fumble the ball and Nick Bolton doesn't score. The game would have been over after that. I don't think the I don't think the Chiefs would have come back, but that kind of momentum swing, and then you leave you leave it up to the refs to decide the season. That's just unfortunate. I mean, I agree on that. I think if it wasn't third down, they wouldn't have called the flag, and I think that's what drives me crazy because it gave them a new set of downs right then, right there. If it would have even been second down or first down, I feel like that flag would have never been called because they would have just assumed that Mahomes can get into the end zone from the eight yard line, nine yard line, ten yard line, whatever they were. It's true. And the worst part is he should just let him catch it. Like, just let him catch it. Get the touchdown. Would have been fine. Like, literally the only thing he can't do there is hold. Like, that's literally the only thing. 
I feel like him admitting it too felt very scripty to me, and that really oh, bothered me. God. It really bothered me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I. I played the X Files. You should have started this podcast crazy. with a tinfoil hat on. Like you should just had a tinfoil <laughs> hat on. I'd look fucking good in silver. So yes, I should. Don't worry. I believe me. At the, the beginning of next season, I assume that you're just going to start out with anytime the Eagles lose, you're going to have a tinfoil hat on. Like, well, here's why they didn't. You know want them to win the chiefs made it to the super bowl because of some bullshit penalty calls and they won the super bowl because of some bullshit penalty calls so to me yes it's it's a trend it's not a one-off you know what i mean also if we're going to talk about that why don't we talk about ohio uh i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Oh, not into that. we're gonna get yeah, actually censored by let's somebody not die. okay so the funny thing about this podcast kyle is that Josh likes to throw something in that gets us tracked by the government. It feels like Fair. every other episode at this point. I mean, we've been every other. I because, thought I did it in every one. I guess we're well. He's, not he mentioned well. COVID one episode, and we got Don't say it again. Flag. We got flagged for COVID potential misinformation. <laughs> but which seriously, is there hilarious was no in the cases I'm not all surprised. year in the NFL. I just, you know, just wanted to I'm talk about. I'm not surprised it. that Josh is here we, spreading that misinformation. We've been added. We've been added to some lists from the federal government for just saying random things on a podcast. So that's yeah, it's probably for know. my best interest not to do that anymore. But you know. Probably not. I'm saying. not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie, guys. I honestly could see this matchup happening again next season. Like, I don't. Obviously, we have, have the entire toughest off-season. schedule next year. So, honestly, I don't see it. I mean, we're a good not gonna, team. Like, they are a good I, team. I don't see why they couldn't make it again. This offseason has to matter. Things. This offseason, they have to make so count. Which... Their team's not that bad. Like, they can easily retool. Like, they need to make a few changes. On well, it's not the, the changes, it's the fact that we're losing a lot of people, so we have to replace them correctly is the thing. What key the players right are you losing on like offense, for example? Like the O line um, needs to be retooled a little bit. Potentially but... Lane Johnson, I think. Um Jason like Kelsey might retire on the offensive line, maybe a little bit, but offense is gonna stay in place. Defensively, like the D line's old anyway. Like you're you were gonna need to retool yeah, that anyway. Graham. Graham Cox, Hargrave, uh, TJ Edwards, CJ Gardner, Johnson, Bradbury. The defense is actually going to be completely different. Honestly, I think the biggest issue for you is the fact that the coaching staff's completely changed. Like Gannon's gone and whoa, whoa, what was that face? I don't, it's not that I, it's not that I don't believe in them and I don't think they're good. I think this is what happens to teams that make it this far. They just get their coaches picked off. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. They're going to. They're going to bring in the some... chiefs didn't lose anybody. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have another conversation with that. I was having a chat with somebody. Um, and a lot of people want the enemy to be hired as a head coach, but mm-hmm. the biggest problem with him is he hasn't been calling plays because Andy Reed doesn't do it. That's why he's being, I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's a whole, you know, disenfranchised situation going on here, but a lot of it, it comes down to, he's not calling plays. So <clears> he needs to get it off. What he needs to do is he needs to go somewhere and become an offensive coordinator where he's the play caller and that offense needs to look good and he's a head coach. But until he calls the plays, I just, it's hard to like, but to be fair, they've made head coaches out of less before. So it's not like him studying under Andy Reid wouldn't be great in general. I, I love the enemy, honestly. Right. I personally think he needs to get out of Andy Reid's shadow right now, personally. I think but I it is sad that. that he doesn't even get thought about in the conversation suspicious to say the least all right before we move on to the main part of the episode 
had a smidge of news, and I just want to do a little prognostication on it. Uh, Derek Carr gets released by the Raiders. Where do we think he ends up? Kyle, we'll start with you. Where do you think Derek Carr is going to play next season? Oh, I, for some reason, haven't put much thought into that. Uh, right off the top of my head, uh, I picture Washington throwing their hat into the ring. Okay. Um, for I, I <laughs> another like QB carousel. Uh, although yeah, I, I feel like they're going to be stuck with whatever they're paying once. Um, but I, I think that that comes to mind. Carolina, too, is a good one. I was going to say the NFC South as a whole. Um, oh, for sure. One of those teams, I have to I want to say Atlanta because they're looking at making Pitts and uh, London relevant right now and showing that they have yeah. something. Um, but then like the Saints are in a shit show. The Bucks just had Brady retire on them in quotations. Um, and then Carolina has Sam Darnold and had Baker Mayfield. And, you know, it's been a shit show down there too. So honestly, to me, like if there's a bet on it, I'd bet on the NFC South just because of the four teams, but I would have to go Atlanta right now. I think um, as my top bet Saints are in some money troubles. I'm pretty sure. My pick would be the New York jets. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think their main thing, the jets are going to go after is Aaron and if they don't get him, I think Derek Carr will be the consolation prize. If he doesn't go there, I think New Orleans would make sense. But I don't know how the hell they're going to structure that contract to work for their team. That will be very odd. I don't know. It's a super fair point because the Jets are also kind of in show now mode. <clears throat> like they just had one of the best drafts probably known to man at this point. They literally yes. had both of the offensive rookies of the year and it wasn't even Brees Hall. So they have yeah. three f- phenomenal rookies on offense and defense, and then they still have some good pieces outside of all that. So, Jets do make a lot of sense. I, I They're quarterback that. away too. Like they literally just need a quarterback. So, whoever they choose to get in there, it's not Zach Wilson. But the Commanders is interesting though, Kyle. I I know that like Ron Rivera went out and said that like Sam Howell is our guy, but it's like, come on, Ron Rivera. No, like way. seriously, there's no way in hell you're gonna go into the season with. Sam Howell's the starter. Sam Howell did look good at the end of the season, but I mean, and that's, oh, I think that's what he's saying down. is no, 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 no timeout. I'm not saying he's the guy. I'm saying that he did look good at the end of the season. And I think he deserves a shot to at least compete for the job at this point. He has a year under his belt. I actually like when rookies get a chance to sit under say capable starters, but at least starters in, in the uh, general sense. And then coming in and having that kind of game at the end of the season, against the Cowboys. I mean, it, it looked really good. I mean, I think that he could be something in the future. I don't think it's right now, but I mean, he did get that like learning experience. Unlike a lot of rookies that just get thrust into a position of starting right away. I could see how getting the, uh, the Davis mills treatment where it's, but more on a shorter lease leash, uh, throw them out for a season. Cause they're kind of like, all right, we're in complete rebuild. We're not winning anything. Might as well see what we've got in a first round over or first pick overall season kind of thing. Uh, But at the same time, I feel like they could be ready to throw in uh, Wentz or whoever they're going to keep around as their backup. They have offensive weapons. They can build an offense. If they built a a tough defense, if Chase Young would have worked out, like this team is a completely different team. I mean, sad, but their defense was decent. I mean, it wasn't great, but it it was decent last year but if chase young turned out to be a shade of nick bosa i mean or what we thought he was going to be at this point would have been i mean nick bosa tj watt really drive a defense like that so 
could have been a lot different. Yeah, and they have a lot of young talent. I actually really like the commanders. It's one of those teams that like I hear my rival, but like that's like the one team in the division that I don't hate. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're not threatening yet. And they didn't steal your uh, coach of the year reward. Too. That, so dude, that, don't even know. get me started on Dable, man. I <laughs> I only have so much ranting on. in me. They hate the Eagles. But anyway. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about uh, current ADPs and where we like and dislike where we're currently at. So we're basing these off of underdog. That's where we're getting the ADP from. Um, but these is for basically just startup drafts, redraft leagues that are starting. Like, this is where we're at right now. So we're just going to talk about a few players that right now where we like that they're going versus a couple players that we maybe don't like. Josh, you want to start us off? Do we want to talk about something I like or I dislike? Let's do likes first, and then you can get to dislikes. All right. This is going to be no surprise to anyone who's ever played in a fantasy football league with me. I like Jerry Judy again. Man finished the season super strong. Right now, ADP, This is all the stats right now are coming from underdog. It's just great ADP at the moment. Uh, wide receiver 20, um, and he is currently the 49th person off the board. That's fourth round pick. Uh, I just I don't know what else we need to see from Judy, in my opinion. I think I'm the only one who's just been on the Judy train from the get-go. I know you guys were big Sutton believers, but last year with a really ridiculously terrible Russell Wilson – Still ended up most of this with Sutton off the field, who's a cut candidate. Um, six touchdowns, 900 yards, 67 catches. He made big plays, and he's going to continue to make big plays. Uh, and I believe he missed a couple games, too. So um, just looked phenomenal, and I think that this is the building block that this team becomes, and they have to be better this year. Like, there's no way that this trade with all the 75 picks that they sent for Russell Wilson and players, um, they just, they have to be better. Jerry Judy is just one of my guys and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride with him until I die. So. Love it. I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I, I think what I would love from Jerry Judy is to see how Sean Payton plans on reworking this offense to make it make sense. I think that the discount that you got on Denver players might be, you know, I have been a little overblown. I know we had said when the season just ended, it's a lesson. We need to learn that, like, hey, maybe Russell Wilson's cooked. But if anybody was going to bring Russell Wilson back from the dead, Sean Payton might be the guy to do it. Yeah, I think one way to also look at it is, uh, I mean, on an awful, awful offense, uh, Judy still finished as the wide receiver 26, uh, and he's going lower than that this year, or currently at ADP. Uh, so, I mean – I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so many receivers out there nowadays. And yeah. I just like, I feel like, yes, you can get your, you know, your Justin Jefferson in the first round. If you want to, if, if you got a high pick like that, but then there's some really good talent that you can grab later and still be able to build some running backs. I understand people don't like buying running backs anymore. I get it in the first round, but you still got to draft one before the fifth round. And I just feel like, this is when you start building up that receiving court even further. Get your third receiver, second receiver, however you build your team. You're right. You're right. All right, Kyle, give us your first player that you like currently. Currently is a man that's in the news, uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, this is a huge asterisk uh, for if he plays this season, but current ADP puts him at kind of where I would assume people are drafting as if he's going to play this season. Uh 
currently at wide receiver 19, where we just saw a season in which Christian Kirk was the wide receiver 14 and Zay Jones was the wide receiver 24. Uh, and the Jacksonville offense just seems to click and you slide in a true and proven wide receiver one uh, that is as dominant as Calvin Ridley. And I think you've got a very good wide receiver one potential. We're top 12, I should say, not number one wide receiver. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, we, we got yeah, you. <clears throat> I was about to say, and I, Josh is obviously going to not disagree with this one because he loves Kyle, Calvin Ridley. I agree at the current spot that you can get him if he plays. I mean, he did uh, apply for reinstatement today, so I'm hoping that process gets done smoothly. Um, betting on the NFL when you're not playing in it is kind of ridiculous to begin with, so hopefully that's a quick process. Maybe we can get that done by the end of the week. I don't know, but um, yeah, no, good, good pick. I just think what Zay Jones did, who's only a year older than him or younger than him and isn't as talented last year, should just show what Calvin Ridley can do. I understand he has had two years yeah. off. There's going to be some scared people. That's why he's not going to go higher. But I feel like at that that price tag that you're paying for him, it's easily potential wide receiver one with Trevor Lawrence, the talent around that team. Christian Kirk's not going anywhere. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Christian Kirk, and I'm not saying Calvin Ridley's going to be better than him, but it's going to be more of a 1A, 1B type thing than it's going to be 1-2. So um, I think the Zay Jones and Marvin Jones days, the Jones brothers are over. Um, they'll still have a role, I assume, if Zay still is on contract. But yeah, Ridley, big fan. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I cannot wait. Um, all right. My pick for the first player that I like is Isaiah Pacheco. I am drinking the Kool-Aid, boys. So here, here, here's the two things I like about it right now. A, Jarek McKinnon is not on the team as of now because he his contract's up. He might get re-signed, which would probably be helpful, but he will be 31 at the beginning of next season. So those legs are not, you know, young. Pacheco is currently going 75, which is RB25. Um, and I think that that is the RB considered dead zone, but I don't think so. I think if you went wide receiver heavy at the beginning of your drafts, Isaiah Pacheco is a perfect person for your first or second RB in the sixth, seventh round of a draft. I think that honestly, just based on where he is right now, this is the exact kind of player I would target when I'm, I'm building wide receiver heavy at the top of drafts. Yeah, I, I actually would love to disagree with you just because he's a Kansas City Chief and, you know, my hatred towards them right now. But um, no, Pacheco, especially right now, I I assume that his ADP is going to bump up in the season. I have I a feeling that as well. But being at like 60 right now and being that low for what he did this year, running for like great gains. McKinnon was basically useless the last three games, four games in the playoffs. I mean, he just wasn't there. I mean, like I it's Pacheco's backfield and Edwards Alaire's gone. McKinnon yeah. will probably still be there and we'll start probably catch a lot more balls, but the chiefs need to if run. They they... Sign him back. I mean, if that's true, yeah. I mean, I just assume they'll have, there will be another back in this backfield. I, we don't know who it will be at the moment, but Pacheco will be there. And I think this team needs to run. They showed that they will this year with the lack of Tyree kill. So it's, it's Pacheco season. Yeah, uh, I'm on board as well. Uh, Pacheco, he's young, he's exciting. Uh, count me in. Thing is, I even kind of disliked all of the like people saying, "Oh, Pacheco's going to be a thing." Seventh rounder, he's on the Chiefs, he's going to be a big deal. 
but Pacheco ended up being the guy we wanted Clyde Edwards-Alaire to be. Like, how did that mm-hmm. happen? I don't know. The complete opposite. CEH <laughs> went in the first round of the NFL draft. Pacheco went in the seventh round. But yet, they're flip-flopped with how we thought things were going to go for each player. Can't explain it, but give me him at that price. I agree. Yeah. Um, we sticking with the likes or are we going with dislikes? Uh, we'll just do, we'll finish out the likes. Then we'll get to the bad stuff. All right. Well, mine's, this is a combo like, because they're right next to each other at like 90 and 91. Uh, it's, it's our boys who don't have teams right now. It's miles Sanders and David Montgomery. And the reason I like miles Sanders is because he's going to a new team and a team that will hopefully fucking use him and run (laughs) with the guy who's averaging five (laughs) yards per carry in his entire career. Uh, had a monstrous season this year he's due for a great contract i'm hoping with a team that does not already have an elite running back um so and hopefully we'll get him and then montgomery i actually think will stay with the bears um i think it will be a combo it's it's not been the prettiest of seasons for him as of late but still in that running back 20 top 20 running backs and getting him in the ninth round at this point the slip is real um, I don't even if he doesn't stay on the Bears. I want David Montgomery on my team at uh, the ninth ninth round of, of the draft. I'm sorry, I just there's no way I'm not picking either of these guys. It's way too cheap to not buy them. I just dropped something. Uh, <laughs> I was I was just gonna say yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been a Montgomery fan for years. Uh, yeah, I dropped something. My cat went scurry in the way. Uh, give me Montgomery. I, I fully agree. I think he's going to be in Chicago again on a team that kind of learned how to run their offense, um, towards the end of the season. And yeah, he wasn't a huge part of that, but I, I think they'll slot him in, uh, kind of where he deserves to be. And Miles Sanders, I mean, uh, every little bit we've seen of him these past few weeks, uh, has been solid. Um, so whether, wherever he goes, I, I'm with you, I'm following. Yeah. And especially at that value. I think the value is going to change once they're on teams. I think the reason they're low right now, but even, even where I was getting Sanders and Montgomery this year in drafts as the like fifth, sixth round, like as they close out, grab one of them and just finish off my second or third running back right there. And it was honestly, the reason I won a lot of fantasy leagues this year was because of the Eagles. I mean, fortunately they were a really good team, but Miles Sanders yeah. is a great running back and needs needs the respect on his name. I thought Kyle was so mad about the mention of Miles Sanders, he just threw that across the room. He just <laughs> it was his, it was his laptop. He just fucking threw it. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was his way of getting out of here. But <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. I agree with both on new teams, especially like even if Montgomery went back to the Bears, I'm interested to see how that goes this next season. Um, we haven't really talked about it, Josh, and I definitely won't talk about it with Joe, but. If they really do trade Justin Fields, like man, Chicago's in a weird spot. They are All right, in a dude. weird spot. I got a whole thing on that, and I don't know if we need to do that right now, but maybe we'll do that at the end of the podcast. We'll talk right. about the All right. we'll talk about that. To, keep stay tuned. Let me tell you my conspiracy theory about the Bears. Love More it. conspiracies. All right, Kyle, what do you got? Uh the other one I've got as a favorite deal or favorite value, uh Saquon Barkley. Um, and he's going early, but I'm looking right now, he's going as the 13th overall pick. And quite honestly, I feel like outside of the first round is a value. Um, uh, just going into the off season, I feel like Saquon 
should and will keep that first round value. Uh, so if you can get him with any other first rounder, uh, go for it. But I, I don't know. I think that's perfect. 13th the overall discount that you got him at this year. Anyone who got, and him, you're going to get him again yeah. at that yeah. same discount for some reason. And I think the reason right now is because he's not signed as well. He's on that contract year, but he's going, there's no way that I, I will say that the, the bears might not sign Montgomery. I just, that's my feeling. I feel like they do. There's no way the giants do not franchise tag Saquon. Well, even if they list. don't, like even if he goes to a different team, please give me it's give me whatever whatever team he goes to, he is the focal point of that offense. Yeah. Unless it was like Mahomes or Josh Allen or something, but still, like he will be the main part, uh, main ingredient in that uh, recipe. So, yeah, we haven't definitely. seen a elite quarterback with an elite running back in a long time. Honestly, honestly, like Joe sent out us the thing about the quarterbacks that have won the super bowl and who their running back was i think it was tom brady and leonard fournette was like the only one on that list that was like two guys that were decently good at least at the top same 10-ish time. at their position right yeah. and but other than that yeah literally none of the quarterbacks match the running back like the running backs just don't i'm just thinking of uh much. troy aikman and emmett smith like in what 95 at this point was yeah. like the best like QB running back duo. Like the, we just don't see it anymore. You don't see the elite elite combo there. It's usually it's, it's switched over to a more passing league, obviously. So it's more of the quarterback wide receiver combos, you know, that really win it. So, yeah, I mean, Very... we saw the Super Bowls 35 to th- or 38 to 35. I mean, there was a lot of touchdowns scored in there. And most of those were, I mean, at least the yardage came from passing. Not the Chiefs. Right. I don't know how Mahomes got MVP. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> More tinfoil hats. Um, all right. My second one is Drake London from the Atlanta Falcons. He is going 53 overall, wide receiver 25. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. This this is kind of a long, like a long-term bet. I would just I would like him at that price now, based on not knowing who the quarterback is going to be, because I feel like if he even gets a semi-competent quarterback in there. That is not old man Matt Ryan or Desmond Ritter or I don't even know who did they have this year. I forgot already. Um, from the Mar- Mariota Titans, Mariota. Yeah, yeah. You give me any competent quarterback in there with him, even semi, even a rookie, CJ Stroud, whoever, Bryce Young, give me whoever. I think Drake London's value is going to skyrocket because his talent level is just way better than what he was able to show last season with a very limited passing offense. So please give me Drake London at wide receiver 25, and I will be more than happy to have him as the wide receiver three on my team. My favorite thing about redraft, this is specifically, obviously we talk about dynasty a lot, but uh, my favorite thing about redraft leagues are people forget about the rookies of the years prior like the, the yeah. sophomore and junior players like CD lamb was a perfect example of that this year. I mean, it was just what going into his third year hadn't really had that breakout year. He was like a discount this year. I mean, coming into, mm-hmm. into yeah. redraft and obviously people know what talent they have on dynasty rosters, but in redraft, you get these people in the fifth round, the sixth round. I mean, this is what Cooper cup was a few years or two years ago, whenever that's what won championships. So 
I mean, you're you you got to see this and you got to remember that Drake London is a talented individual. So I have to agree with you. That's right where I'm not saying he's going to break out and be Cooper Cup next year, but I'm saying that there's talent there and it it could be a lot better. People are going to draft Garrett Wilson really high this year because they saw it this year. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year. They're going to be mm-hmm. thinking about him. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that like, what have you done for me lately? I just love those. Yeah, no, the guys that people forget about the year before that had a lot of hype, but you kind of forget that that hype existed. Uh, they want the shiny new thing or the thing that they already know is good. Uh, hey, why don't you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. People don't forget. Sorry, I had to do it. I got it uploaded in the middle of the pod. I'll, I'll trim around that. I'm proud day. of you for finding a way to put that in here. Uh, we were just kept <laughs> saying people don't forget, and I just kept thinking about it. They don't forget. But yeah, I I lost my train of thought. But either way, uh, <laughs> all right, Kyle. I'm sorry. You get no. Don't worry You're about a guest it. here, I, and I'm fucking you up. All I've got to say is that you get a competent quarterback uh, in Atlanta, and you're going to see an offense that skyrockets with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And uh, one, I'm excited about it, and I really hope we continue to get them at a discount uh, all off season. I hope so too. I mean, I didn't mention it, but Garrett Wilson's kind of a similar. He's just a little bit higher right now, but like similar situation you give him Derek Carr Aaron Rodgers and I mean Jesus Christ I don't even want to know how high he's going to go at the beginning of next season um but whatever he's at right now is going to be a, probably a discount whether he's going to get there or not I don't know personally I think so but I don't I don't know but like Drake London and Garrett Wilson just how they are are going into the draft are better than any wide receiver than this draft so like just talent wise coming into the league, no matter where they end up, like just talent wise, they were better than those than anybody in this draft. So just don't forget, like just because they had bad seasons last year, just because they had mediocre, didn't win you a league. Good going into next season, though. Now, honestly, getting that one year under their belt is the best case scenario. So that's my that's my logic. All right, Josh, let's get on to the players that currently we dislike the value we're getting them at. All right, guys, this is going to be a shocker to all the listeners out there and Billy, and I'm not sure about Kyle. I don't know if he'll understand this one or not, but this is too high for him. It's Christian Watson, and you want to know why? Because the man's not that good. He catches balls. Time out, time out. I'm not done here. I got an actual reason to. He yep. catches a touchdown when nobody's contesting him. That's not a great receiver. That's not an AJ Brown. That's not a uh, Justin Jefferson who's making great plays all over the field. It's a guy who's a, you know, an outlet for the quarterback, which brings me to my actual point. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be in Green Bay next year. And Christian Watson is going to be dealing with Julian Love, potentially. Um, I don't know, Derek Jordan Carr, one of who cares um, Julian loves anyway, a free safety I understand times. that I see what I did there but once again who cares uh no I just I don't see this going well for them because if they trade Aaron Rodgers they're more than likely not getting a pick to go draft the replacement quarterback <clears throat> nobody's trading their top five pick for Aaron Rodgers right now so they're getting I don't know maybe a, a Will Levis or something along the lines of whoever no no Will Levis is way too high. I would probably not even Not that, even Anthony yeah. Richardson. I don't know not who even the fifth quarterback yeah. is. So I mean yeah, exactly. They're not getting a guy who's an immediate starter. So it's 
Jordan Love, not Julian Love, uh, no safeties playing quarterback for the Packers. And Christian Watson wasn't all that special in the first place. You saw the touchdowns. That's what mesmerized you. But if you go back and look at all of his touchdowns, none of them were contested. He was just open and there was broken coverages. So just I'll get my I'll get my bias aside. But regardless, Aaron Rodgers won't be thrown on the ball next year. And that's going to be a problem. Shocker pick there from Josh, who's hated Christian Watson this entire season. Kyle, what do you think about Christian Watson? I I think I'm with him. I was honestly not a huge fan of him. Uh, at I'm all. talking to a Lions fan though, so I should. <laughs> uh, I I mean, it's easy to chase the touchdowns. I mean, we saw everybody chase Gabe Davis, and people were going to do it again. Uh, yeah. This is just the the Midwestern version of Gabe Davis. Um, <laughs> And I love that. at Midwest Gerald. I love that. <laughs> uh, and I'm not excited. On the Packers too, Josh. Like it's great. <laughs> so it was. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it worked really well. He does it. He no way he did it, but it's perfect. But we're we're going to be chasing the the bubble of touchdowns that we saw in the middle of a season coming from a quarterback that's not going to be on the same team. Uh, I, I'm not excited about him at all at any price, unless he is my fifth receiver. He's more expensive, Travis Fulgham. Yeah, you guys remember Travis Fulgham. <laughs> I love the Travis Fulgham story. It's yeah, phenomenal. I miss him, though. Disappeared. Yeah, I think I'm aligned with that. I think if Christian Watson, I don't want him to be a starter on my team, but if I would like him to be like a happy accident. You know, well, he's if currently going in like the 50, is. 60 range, and that's just too high for me right now. Too rich for my blood. Maybe, yeah. Okay, I can't even talk myself into like a startup dynasty league taking him in that round. I don't think I could do it. Take him for the shiny new toy to he'll hover to another yeah, you just manager. saw you just saw four good games of Christian Watson in a row, which was very impressive. I mean, stat wise, I should say. I, I once again, I wasn't impressed, but uh, just in general, like, I just it's not worth it for this this team that's so close to a rebuild. Like Aaron, well, Rogers, they still need an, they still actually need wide receivers. Like that didn't go away. Alan Lazard, I'm pretty sure, is a free agent now. Like they're they're still gonna have to chase a wide receiver and. I mean, maybe they get Christian themselves Watson. an A.J. Brown and he Christian Watson turns into the Devontae Smith of that team, but I just don't see it happening personally. That would be best-case scenario. Be- actually, best-case scenario is he, him being Gabe Davis to a Stephon Diggs situation. Like that. Well, that same concept, yeah. I mean, Probably best-case. Yeah, and, and even in that still exactly like Christian Watson was last year. It's just like you're <laughs> yep. getting that, hopefully he gets the touchdown. Like, And it's always the weeks you don't start him. So. Taste, it's Taysom Look. Hill in yeah, wide receiver yep. form. All right, Kyle, who do you hate? I mean, dislike. Uh, I wouldn't say I hate him. He's done a lot of good for us fantasy managers. Uh, but at least at this value, I am not a fan of Debo Samuel's draft cost. Uh, currently going as the wide receiver 14. And to me, that's too pricey. Uh, he finished last season as wide receiver 25. Uh, and now there's a Christian McCaffrey on the team. Uh, and he's no longer the these one holy skill position player on the team. He's one of two. Uh, so because of that, it's it, he's not exciting to me anymore. Yeah, it's really sad because Debo Samuel last year was just so fucking phenomenal. Like one of my favorite players, like got me to the playoffs because he was so great. And then last year, Christian McCaffrey got there and he was literally an afterthought. I mean, he also was injured for a few games, but. 
he's just he's not going to get those 20 30 point games he's not doing the rushing thing anymore but he also isn't really catching that many balls i mean five six a game like i mean he wasn't he got 10 targets twice last year like yeah if they're gonna like if McCaffrey's there sure he's not the running back anymore but he's not even the receiver there anymore either i mean i know no nope. they weren't throwing a whole lot and i don't know it's just it wasn't the talent it's a waste of talent personally i actually really don't like it um the christian McCaffrey obviously did them good justice or whatever but like at the same time like it would have been so much better to see debo as a focal point or as as the for sure turn him into back into a wide receiver like stop with the running stuff like he doesn't need to be there anymore well Mm. i'm proud of josh for not hammering it into the ground but i mean we do not exactly know what this offense will look like with trey lance uh debo and christian mccaffrey all on the same you know Mm. field same time and kittle and IU, like who knows what Shanahan is going to do with all three or all five of those people on the field at the same time. But it could mean bad things for like it could mean bad things for Debo. It could be a big week for Debo. Could next week he one catch for 13 yards. I don't think we're ever gonna know exactly what the situation is there. And with Trey Lance, the range of outcomes at this point is even higher. Like who knows? Maybe he'll have a four hundred yard passing game. Maybe he won't throw for but 50 yards in a game who knows and i just with that kind of variance i don't know how in the world we could possibly bet on it i know i was i was just trying not to complain about the same player twice um in two successive podcasts but yeah no he's not throwing for 400 yards ever no fireball bet yep for his entire career entire career for the next one season (laughs) when he gets injured again yep the one game this year and then the one game next year and then this season his career is over i'm taking it it's a career it's a career fireball bet a career fireball bet this is in the nfl he doesn't get to go to the xfl and go throw for 400 yards i just want to clarify yeah okay well that's a good thing that because i could see you taking that one and going serious with it that's fair enough all right, um, I'll get on to mine, and this kind of sucks because I love this player a lot. Uh, but Ramondre Stevenson going thirty-one RB eleven right now. I, I at this at one point I actually me and Josh and Joe did a rankings of our dynasty running backs going into you know the next season. Um, I ranked Ramondre Stevenson in the top ten, but it's hard when you actually see it based on the names that are around that person in the, in the draft um, in the ADP list to be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to take him if, if he was on the board with, um, you know, some of the people that are around 33 or 31. Um, I like Ramondre. I think if he gets the backfield to himself, I still think he could be a thumper. I definitely want him to be one of the running backs on my team. Um, the problem is I would not take him in the third round. Wouldn't do it. And for that reason, I got to say that's too high for me. I, I disagree. It. I hate it. I hate that you're right. I just, You go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I, I like Ramondre. Uh, and I think it's more kind of how I like to build my, my rosters. Uh, where you kind of get the guy. I, I think Ramondre is a guy who you are going to get the output from him, um, where you can look at the next guy behind him is Tony Pollard, who is still sharing a load of the carries and touches in that backfield, uh, unless they do something with Zeke this offseason. But I I like Ramondre because it's it's going to be his backfield 
Uh, I can see him being a top 10 running back. I can see the path of him getting there. Uh, and because of that, I kind of like him in this range. Um, sure, I like a good chunk of the receivers around him a little bit more, but in comparison to the running backs, uh, I kind of like him. Well, let's play, let's play a ball. name game. Let's play a name game real quick. All right. Remind me. Okay. It. This is for everybody. Who would you rather have on your team? Ramondre Stevenson or Najee Harris? Stevenson. Najee Harris. My, I would probably pick Stevenson, but it's close. Uh, Najee, or Ramondre Stevenson or Joe Mixon? Ramondre. Pending the whatever his offseason thing is. Don't. I mean, I'm assuming he's leaving, and not to mention he didn't have the season he did. Who knows? But prior. you would rather have Stevenson than Mixon, right? Yeah. That we're saying. Yeah, okay. I agree. Would you rather have Ramondre Stevenson or Dalvin Cook? Stevenson. Actually. That's another tricky I one. Cook, I think Cook is out. I think this is I think this was the last like top ten year we were getting from him. Cook's going sixteen picks later, by the way. Um would you rather have Ramondre Stevenson or Javante Williams? Javante, hands down. Never even have to question. I think I think I would too. The discount on Javante right now is he's going number Okay, Let me get to my like that's what I'm saying. Like I I just you know, let me get to my my Ramondre take before we continue this exercise. I like this exercise a lot. The thing about Ramondre, and the, the reason you're right, Bill, is because this year the Patriots went in with Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, and James White. And all three of them were healthy when the season was supposed to start. James White, unfortunately, took a turn for the worse, lost uh, the whole season. Damian Harris, Harris, I keep saying Harris, Damian Harris lost about, what, half the season? I mean, he came back and was never the same. Um, Ramondre had the whole backfield. Bell Belichick does not believe in a one true running back which is the only reason they were in anything and i think that that's actually what they should do i just think bill belichick whether it's damian harris i assume he's gone uh whether it's james white uh, or another pass catching similar back or it's another ramondre stevenson that they get in the draft this year he just drafts running backs each year and they always seem to pan out like it's always a good running back i think jj taylor is the only one who really didn't make it big but it's like Every single year, I don't think he's ever going to pay a running back. So this would be Ramondre's last year in New England, more than likely. And I also think that there will be someone there with him because that was originally the plan. And that's what's probably going to be the plan again. So that's the only reason I hate it. I love seeing what Ramondre could do. And I think he was a phenomenal running back all year long. But I just don't think Belichick believes in a one true running back, which is what the league's going to anyway. But Belichick's been ahead of that curve a long time ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. It's just it's too high for me. Like I just when I see like Javante going after him, I'm like, I'd probably rather have Javante at the round, you know, pick 48 than having Ramondre Stevenson at pick 31. I just, I just feel like it's a little too rich. It, it's it's how I think things will eventually get to, but the fact that we're already there right now scares the hell out of me. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So we back to hates. We do another hate yep. hate round. One more hate. Um, I don't. I don't want to do this because everyone's just gonna make fun of me. But I hate where AJ Brown is listed. He's currently wide receiver eight, twenty uh, ish pick, um, behind CD Lamb, which makes no sense to me. That's not even the biggest thing is that there's a huge QB run going right before that on ADP for underdog. And I assume that's probably not how things will actually be drafted. But at the same time, 
people do uh, draft quarterbacks this high whenever there is only three elite. Um, but AJ Brown as the twenty something pick in the second, late second, early third makes no sense to me after what he did this year and what him and Hertz are going to continue to do. This is just the beginning. Almost fifteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns. Uh, and I don't see that stopping, especially with a rookie running back that they will more than likely be drafting. Maybe that's Gibbs. Maybe that's Bijan. Maybe they figure out a way to get him. Um, but I just don't see them. They're going to be a running team, but there's going to be no semblance of a, this is the running back guy. So it's going to be the AJ Brown game. And I think those slants are going to become more and more. He's just a sure-handed receiver. and They're going to continue doing it. I just think this man should be in at least late first round, in my opinion. It's a weird hate. I went, I went the opposite way. I didn't, I didn't say I hate his position being too high or whatever, but I think it's too low. I think what AJ Brown did this year, I think he proved that he is, should be in the conversation, not list, uh, not above, but should be in the conversation with Justin Jefferson and, and Jamar chase. So you dislike Mm. it because you think it's too low. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I dislike his position. I dislike his. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he's going right where he, where I'd be drafting him. So you're taking CD Lamb before him. I I think though I think that's definitely where I'd consider it, like where I'm faltering. But I look, I think I'd prefer Amon Ra ahead of him. Um, Interesting. I think that's kind. I think that's. I was being a homer here, but God damn it! I, I I. I love Amon Ra. All right, let me just um, let me just talk. Uh, Amon Ra is the next running, uh, next wide receiver off the board. Let me just talk about the rankings that I'm seeing here. Uh, we got ourselves Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper, Cooper Cup. Completely understandable. Devontae Adams and Diggs is where I start drawing the AJ Brown line. Uh, Devontae Adams is not going to have his buddy Carr. I'm not saying Devontae Adams isn't good. I'm just saying we have no idea what's happening in Las Vegas. If it's Aaron Rodgers, sure, he deserves a spot. Stefan Diggs, this is going to slip. This isn't he. AJ Brown already did better than him last year, and he can't continue to be the only receiver and only playmaker on the team. So they'll have to get some kind of talent, whether it's running back, wide receiver, and then CeeDee Lamb above AJ Brown. And I just can't get over those last two. I think my my hesitance with Brown isn't with Brown. I think it's with, uh, I think Devontae Smith is going to get more involved. I do agree. I think he's more of the slot kind of slot type receiver now, which is what he should be. And I agree. But I think that this team shows that they can have 2000 yard receivers and AJ Brown is the guy who's getting the touchdowns. And as we talked about, we are touchdown dependent. No, I, I think this is about where I would draft him. So. All right. Well, AJ Brown, top five receiver here to hear folks. Love it. Want to make that fireball bet too, Bill. You want to get in on that? Kyle, you want to get in on no. some fireball bets? Not on this one, but I will. I, I, right. I'd i be down. We're doing some next season fireball bets. It's literally you got like eight, nine months until you have to take it. It's one shot. <laughs> Not on EJ. I like it. All right, Kyle, who do you hate All right. dislike? Uh, for, for many other reasons than his uh, draft price. Uh, but Deshaun Watson... Um, kind of looking at this list and seeing him as a, a top 10 drafted uh, top 10 quarterback in ADP uh, bewildered me. And I, I saw almost nothing this season uh, that told me that he was worth the draft pick for fantasy. 
And I, I'm not at all impressed. I'd very much rather uh, get Trey Lance a few rounds later. Uh, Kyler Murray is going late. Uh, I think there's just much better value at a quarterback waiting a little bit longer, and Watson is not somebody I'd want at his his current draft price. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm 100% on board with this one. Um, I think everyone's banking on a full season with him and a full workout program and like everything. He's just going to get back to normal, but I think this hangs over the situation he had for the last multiple years is going to hang over his head for a little bit longer. And it's even if he does come back to some semblance of what he used to be, it's not going to be just an immediate, like, okay, well, he's had an off season and it's good. Like, I just, I can't, I, I, I'm not saying it won't be, but I'd rather have him as my second quarterback. If I'm grabbing someone, I'm not wanting him to be my starting quarterback who I'm going to the season. I'm going to draft quarterbacks late and I'm happy with just rolling him out there the first five weeks. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I agree. Okay. Get on to my last one. And I'd love to say I'm doing this for you, Josh, but I'm not. It's Kyle Pitts. Um, He's still tied in five. Um, I don't, I don't know why yet. I mean, on one hand, you could probably argue with me of like, well, you said Drake London's going to have a breakout. What's the difference? Well, here's the thing. Wide receivers are supposed to catch. That is what they are paid to do. Tight ends and why you drafted Kyle Pitts, you could argue maybe the same thing. But I think the bigger show now is going to be Drake London and not Kyle Pitts. Like Kyle Pitts is now the second banana in the offense or probably, you know, at least should be. I don't know exactly how it's going to shake out. We don't know how it is with a good quarterback in there. But the problem is he's still tied in five. Guys, come on now. Like, what, what more do we need to see here before we just wait a minute and see see it first before we, we take him? Like, you do not want to be the person who takes – he's going in the 60s, which is better than we were in past seasons where he's going to second and third round. But he's still before Dallas Goddard, for example. What are we – like, why? why? What are we doing? What more do you all need to see here to where you maybe shouldn't take him? Don't be the person to make that mistake. And I know this is usually the Josh rant, but, like, we're on year three now of this. I don't think we need to be talking about it again, but here we are again. I think the injury did it to him. So like he got injured last year. So that's why he had a bad year. We don't forget that. Like the first part of the year, he looked like absolute trash and sure that was due to quarterback on play as well. But like the year he did really good, he was literally the only person with Ridley suspended or injured. Sorry. That was pre suspension Ridley. Uh, with Ridley injured and then what was it Russell Gage is the only like val- valid wide receiver for aging Matt Ryan sure he threw it to the biggest guy on the field I mean it, it's it's unless they got a Brady or a Rogers or someone who knows how to play the game next year is not it for Pitts. sure there might be tight ends usually take a little bit longer to develop in general anyway and he does have the skill set and the talent hopefully there um, I just it's hard for me to put him above Hawkinson, Goddard, uh, even Pat Freermuth, who uh, kept me in league. Zach Ertz, if he comes back healthy enough, I'm putting him over him. Evan like Ingram, Dalton Schultz. Evan Ingram looked great. Like, Schultz is probably on a new team, so I, 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 that's about where it. I like, start drawing we... the line for Pitts. But yeah, and Joku, Kyle's guy. <laughs> Joku, <laughs> that's yes. who I was going to mention. Sorry, yeah. Oh no, I mention all the tight ends you want. It, 
tight end is such a wasteland. Uh, quite honestly, I feel like Kittle's kind of jumping into that Pitts area uh, where it's like, eh, he, he has some games. Um, I think we've seen the past two years now where he's just not as involved as he could be. Uh, I think that just comes down to sheer talent on the team, though. I don't think that's for sure. It's not at all his fault. Uh, But still, I mean, that talent's not going away. If anything, they're adding to it. Um, But give me I mean, I'm drafting Kelsey Andrews Hawkinson and then I'm waiting until Joker or Knox. You could take take a flyer on any of these guys. Go back for for Zach Ertz. Go back to the Zach Ertz. Well, that's not necessarily out of the equation yet. Cole Komet, we saw what happened when, you know, they started using him like Mark Andrews. I just don't, like, why are we still thinking about these mistakes now? This is not Dynasty. Like, I could see making this mistake in Dynasty because he's only 22. You have a whole career left to see what happens. Sure, I can see maybe buying him up in a Dynasty League. But in ADP Redraft League right now, do not be the person taking Kyle Pitts. You do not want that mistake on your team. It's just going to lose you the league. I was fortunate enough to get out of Kyle Pitts uh, shares that I had in two different leagues because I drafted him as a, a insurance case for the, you know, hatred that I spewed all the last two years. Uh, but I was, I was happy that I got rid of him. and you know, who my, my draft picks for last year. And usually this is what I try to find is those tight end seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Uh, I got Freermuth and Ertz in almost every league I was in and I didn't pay a dime for tight end. And I got myself eight to 10 points a game. And I was perfectly happy. That was that's where you want to be. You draft high on Kyle Pitts. You miss out on a wide receiver. You miss out on a running back. You miss out on a quarterback. Whatever you're drafting in the fourth round at that point. I'm just to me, unless I'm getting Kelsey Kittle, I I, I do rank Kittle up there because those thirty point games matter. Um, and then Andrews. I mean, which to be fair, at this point, I don't know if I rank Andrews up there with the whole what's going on with Lamar Jackson situation. So. I just well, Kel- in those- Kelsey's going five overall, and then it drops all the way down to Andrews going at twenty-ish. 23. Oh, thirty-three. Okay, all right, yeah. So like that, that seems about right for where we are right now. But then, like you know, next one is T.J. Hawkinson in the forties, which I think is a little high. But George Kittle at fifty, and then Kyle Pitts at sixty-five. And I'm just I get like, the Hawkinson hype though. I mean, there's. It, Thielen's probably not going to be it there next year. It still feels a little high, but because I yeah. think they're going to draft a wide receiver. But still, it it I at least understand that. At least you know you're probably going to get some of that value back. Kyle Pitts, we don't know the quarterback. We don't even know the scheme. Who knows even what this offense is going to be because they haven't had the pieces to make it work for the past two seasons. Like we don't even know what Kyle Pitts is going. I don't. I, I just. I'm shocked. That I cannot believe Kyle we're Pitts here again. Not me. I can't believe we're here again. <laughs> I, I just. I know, it's because it's, they see the athleticism. The they see his is, build. And... We were basing it off of hope. This is literally you've been sold the snake oil. You've taken it two or three times, and you're going back to the snake oil salesman to buy it again, even though you know it doesn't work. I don't know why that is a thing that we're going through right now in the, in fantasy. But, you know, here we are. Sure, I guess if there, somebody's selling, you got to have a buyer, and there's plenty of buyers out there, clearly. People be buying People be buying. All right. Much more than well, there needs to be. I actually we'll have a segue off. into our last okay. conversation. Nice. Um, our our buddy, Darnell Mooney, completely forgotten about and acted like he's just, I, I picked him up in about five leagues last year, um, is like 160 or some shit, 130. 
Um, and people just think that Darnell Mooney is this just trash wide receiver uh, because this team was trash last year. But we forget that like two years ago, he was a thousand yard receiver. And when they add another receiver, Mooney will get the Devontae Smith bump, whether he's the one or two, we don't know. And this brings us into our segue of who is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears next year? Oh, wow. Um, I'll go first. Justin Fields, because I don't think the Bears are this incompetent of an organization. I just don't. Okay, see, I personally – Kyle, you want to you add I something? No, I was going to say I fully agree. I don't think – I think that's too crazy of a move, even for this bonehead organization. So I actually disagree, and I'm not saying it's not going to be Justin Fields, but I think what they do as an organization that needs way too many fucking pieces, and I wish Joe was here to have this conversation with us, but RIP – Still alive, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields or the first round pick, whatever yields more capital, in my opinion. Whatever, let's say you some think they're team, both on the table. I think everything's on the table. They said that they're going there, everything's on the table. Then they kind of withdrew that and said Justin's not on the table, but they're that's literally them saying that everything's on the table. And what they're gonna do is someone out there is either gonna offer for the number one pick. Well, you know that's gonna happen, they're not gonna if they keep Justin Fields, they're going to offer for the number one pick and they're going to get offers for Justin Fields. And let's say they get three first round picks for Justin Fields. And one of those is, you know, the fifth pick in the draft. Then they have the first and the fifth pick in the draft. They go grab Bryce young and then they go grab, I don't know, whatever they want to do with that fifth round pick on offensive linemen, defensive players. They need a shitload of team uh, here. Like, I mean, that's that's my problem here. So whatever they do, and they could play the the trade back game. Houston really wants Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whichever one ends up after the combine is the number one. They could trade back to the number two slot. And I've seen this a lot in mock drafts where they go. They trade back from the one slot to the two slot to the two slot to the four slot with the Colts and let them both get their quarterbacks. And then they have the fourth pick. They still get... Uh, Will Anderson or uh, Jalen Carter? Cool. Nailed it. I'm proud of you, Josh. I'm trying my best. You're way ahead in the draft process. I know college players. Uh, But anyway, I'm just saying that it it comes down to what they get offered for Justin Fields. Let's say that the Houston Texans really want Justin Fields instead of these two quarterbacks. Not going to happen, but I'm just saying hypothetically, they could have the one and two pick in the draft, and then they literally have any trade bait they want for anyone else. So if they trade Justin Fields, they still have the ability to trade back to the number two slot with Houston to get CJ Stroud or whoever they don't want. So there's just too much on the table to not potentially keep Fields on the table, in my opinion. I don't know. That's a lot of tables. There's a lot of tables. Quite a bit of tables. I just think there's no way Indy caught like Indy would not trade. If they move to two, they don't trade up to two. I just don't see it. I don't either, but I've seen that in a lot of mock drafts, which is silly. Like I could like, see Houston maybe moving up because they get scared because Levy Smith did Chicago a solid. I could see maybe Chicago that happening. could trade that first round pick to someone else and they don't get but the guy I think, they want. Right, but I think Indy would call their bluff and be like, we'll take Will Levis or CJ Stroud, whoever's here. That's fine. We don't care. We'll wait because we know Arizona's not going to. 
True. Well, Arizona could trade back though too. Say they really wanted Will Anderson, or you know what I mean. Like there's there's so many. If trades Arizona that has Will Anderson in front of them and they don't take him, Arizona is. No, I'm saying let's I'm say sorry. Chicago takes Will Anderson and then, oh okay, and then Arizona wants yeah, to trade back. I mean, so that's true. Indy that's true. has that option where they might have to trade up to that second round pick, but I just don't see the double trade happening. I don't think Chicago's smart enough to do that, so they might double just want to make it easier. There's no way a double trade happens. I love the idea of it, and I kind of wish for the chaos of it all. Oh. But it did happen but i just don't see it yeah and there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks we talked about this off i don't know if it was on air or off air but we talked about like there's eight teams that absolutely need quarterbacks or something like that and then there's another eight teams that probably need quarterbacks so there's a half the league pretty much needs quarterbacks at this point well, so in free agency you've got Derek carr and mike white and that's it you got Derek carr jimmy garoppolo aaron Rodgers, tom brady mike white, mike white jimmy or uh gardner Minshew. they're all, all those people will be footing. starting probably somewhere <laughs> But, like, it dies off after Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, I'm counting Tom Brady in there still. He's not retired yet. I don't I don't. Well, Aaron Rodgers would have to be traded, so that one's not technically. Oh, sorry, enough. technically not for agency. So, exactly, there's there's three to five quarterbacks out there that yeah. you can actually acquire right away. Joe's beloved Cooper Rush. Three. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. He probably will start somewhere <laughs> next year. And then there's three to five in the draft where I'm just adding a fifth one that's probably the next whatever, but, like, I don't know. I mean, Justin Fields should be on the table. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. I don't, I'm not saying yeah. they should do it. I'm not saying it's the right move, but you're also, you know, what you're getting in Bryce Young. You know, you're getting CJ Stroud Fields shown some improvements, but he's not, he hasn't taken that leap yet. I think he does take the Jalen Hurts leap sooner rather than later, but it's just like, are you willing to do that? Or are you willing to buy the pieces? Cause this team is, there's a reason they're number one pick in the draft. True. So that way. Yeah. I like your thought process or what you mentioned. I think when you, first went on this rant uh is we've gone a lot of different routes <laughs> is what whichever one yields the most in return whether that's justin fields and somebody's paying much more for him or if it's the first overall pick uh i think if both of those two are on the table and you're getting more for one hey take the higher offer because you're right you're you they know they're going to get their picking picking the draft uh, and then they can potentially get more on top of that is just seems like a smart move. Um, but I, I feel like it's easier to commit to a quarterback you already have than go through. I a agree. Process He's learned the home. system for two years. I mean, it makes sense to not get rid of him, but like, let's just say someone offers a ridiculous four, four oh, yeah. first round picks to you. Yeah, like, you would have to almost do that. Absolutely. Just. Because it's just hard to say no they're not trading Justin Fields at this yeah. moment especially with four months to go i just don't know yeah i just don't know what good team well what <laughs> then i'd be a good team what team would think about doing that but i don't know might happen draft's coming man i cannot wait i can't believe we're like what two and a half months away like that's that's wild i know it's here. almost draft season yeah I'm proud that you know more than like five names, Josh. It's, I think I named four excited. or five to be fair. So I don't. Well, you know I all the quarterbacks, and then you know Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. So I'll take it. That's and I know all the people, people that the Eagles are uh, projected to grab. So. Too well, that's probably true. All right, well, let's wrap <laughs> it up, Kyle. Please shout out anything that you would like to shout out um, for the people. Yeah, so I guess follow me on Twitter at Kyle Krajewski. Uh, if you need help finding that, uh, it's probably easier to find at First Seed Sports on Twitter. Or my good, fun off-season project uh, is XFL Weekly. Um, my little 
XFL darling that I've started a month ago. Uh, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. That's both a podcast and a YouTube platform. Uh, look it up, XFL Weekly. Um, but yeah, I'm Kyle. Nice to hear from everybody. Uh, and great chatting with you guys. I always love chatting with you guys. So glad Kyle's back. We're going to do, Kyle, we're going to have to have you on this offseason a lot. We need, we need some content filled. Count me in. Yeah, man, we always have a we have a missing guest here and there, so we should definitely <laughs> do some special guests. Um, but no, really great talking to you, Gret. Glad to see you're doing well, and uh, you know, go birds, go birds, no. go birds, go lions. Dan Campbell got that right, job again. I actually do love the lions. They should have made the playoffs this year. Let's just put that. Josh, it's get us out of here. All right, good night. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.